Amen. All right, I see on that last part, we did miss our director. Sometimes you get so used to depending on people and things. Like for the cell phone example, sometimes I leave home and I realize I, I left it at home, I turn around and go back and get it. That was the time, didn't have no cell phone. Again, we're blessed to be in the house of the Lord to see as many as is since the last time we met in your presence and fellowship with you. God has blessed Sister Washington and I to celebrate 53 years of matrimony. Ask that you keep her in your prayers. Keep her in your prayers. We're going through a challenge, but God is able. So we solicit your prayers. I want to bless you today from the theme. We trust that you'll be blessed. Also, we have another scripture we like to add to it. But I think it's very fitting today. Men walking to please God. As I begin to meditate and think about this, I didn't want to exclude the sisters. So if I can, instead of just men only, I like to use the word brethren or believers. We all are in this together. We know it's the celebration of Men's Day, and we thank God for Pastor Jones and all of the brethren that thought enough to invite us again. We have been fellowshipping for quite some time, and we just thank God for the fellowship. We trust that we come today to bless you. Have a lot to share. Hopefully, I'll be able to parted with you today. Some of you, I'll say this, but it's not for New Bethel, always said to Mount Ali that perhaps when you come on a Sunday and hear the message, you hear more, use your Bible more than you used all the week, but that's Mount Ali now, that's not New Bethel. Hallelujah. But we have time to Instagram, your face, my face, and all of the other things we have time for, but we come short on the word of God. So two passages I like to add, if I can, Ephesians 4 and 1, also to the message today, and you see your chosen scripture here is Colossians. Paul is the writer. Some of you biblical scholars, you already know that Colossians is one of the so-called prison epistles. Paul was in jail when he wrote it, along with Ephesians. 
Philippians in Philemon or Philemon as some pronounce it. As we see it today, he was locked down. Better word, perhaps he was incarcerated. But still they had a word for the believers, word of encouragement. Regardless of what you're going through, what you come against, God always have a way out. And a word of encouragement. So your chosen scripture we will read, and then we will go to the left, Ephesians. Chapter 4. Is that all right? It's been read already, but I want to read it again. Let's look at Colossians. Chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. Paul says, if you got it, say amen. Paul says, that he may walk, underline the word walk, worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You don't mind me adding that revelation knowledge. Look at verse 11, strengthening with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering. Look at verse 12. Then I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 4. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Ephesians, Ephesians, right next door to Galatians. Ephesians 4, watch the word of Paul to the church at Ephesus. Look at verse 1, I therefore, for this reason, for this call, the prisoner of the Lord, I beseech you, I beg you, I plead with you. Here it is, that you walk worthy of your vocation, where if ye are called. We're going to talk today, hope to share with you, men walking to please God. You may be seated. Men walking to please God. Figurative, the Bible uses the word walk as one's behavior, conduct, lifestyle, demeanor, and the list goes on. Not one foot after another. I'm reminded in the book of Genesis, I'm sure you remember Genesis 5, 
22 through 24, and also Genesis 6, 8, and 9, the Bible calls out two men, Enoch, how he walked with the Lord. Let's look at walk before I go further. I got ahead of myself so you will understand where I'm coming from. Notice, it's often used in the scripture for man's behavior, his walk, his demeanor, his course of action. That which is confirmed to God's will and acceptable in his sight. Notice, if you will, the Bible talks about Enoch, how he walked with God. So much so that his relationship was with the Lord so that he did not see death. He, along with Elijah, only two men that the Bible talks about that did not see death. Enoch's walk was so pleasing to God that God took him without seeing death. One day he was just walking along and God took him. Some time ago I heard someone said about Enoch and Elijah that their life pleased God that Enoch outwalked death. Elijah outrode death. But everybody else had to face this thing called death. So if we look at it today, as we see in the scripture, what you all have chosen, men walking to please. And I wonder if you would do me a favor, and not just today, but tomorrow, the next day, and each week go by. As believers, how many of us in here honestly and truly take your personal inventory of your walk with the Lord? I'm not talking about what somebody say, uh, accolades and all, to thine own self be faithful. That is if you want to make it. That is if you're genuine. That is if the Lord have called you. Is that all right? Notice what Paul says in Ephesians. He said, walk worthy of your vocation. I'm not talking about going to an institution, learning for a job, trade, or whatever. But vocation in this sense comes from the Greek word, klesia. It's closely associated with the word ekklesia or ekklesia, the church, the call out body. Cleaser in this sense is your divine invitation. And every one of us that know the Lord in the part of our sin, we have been given this divine invitation. Now, since you got it, he says, walk worthy. I have in the past seen bishops, elders, pastors, and the list goes on where they did not walk worthy. 
as a young man, as the Lord was dealing with me and didn't realize what was going on, I worked with the preacher, and I've shared this with Mount Ollie many times. So Mount Ollie, just close your ears and let New Bethel hear Faith Landmark. But his walk was so opposite and contrary to the word, I said, I'll never want to be a preacher. Ignorantly, I said it, not realizing that if God saw fit to use me for the blessing. He didn't have to call me. He could have called somebody else. I repented of it because I didn't realize what I was saying. I should have said on the positive side, if God see fit to use me, I will never be like this particular one. So it makes a difference in what you do and people around you. One time I invited one of my friends, I'm a barber by profession, uh, just past 57 years, January, 53 years, God had blessed me with my own barbershop. But when I was a youngster in Mount Ollie, Pastor White would give me the fourth Sunday to preach. And I'd always want to invite people to come and hear me. One of the older preachers, I was cutting his hair, and I invited him. I said, I'm preaching Sunday. Come hear me. And he talked like his nose was broken. And he said, Gene, I don't want to hear what you got to say in preaching, no message. And I said, wait a minute here. How come you know you hear everybody else? Then he paused and said, and I tell you, it took, it meant something in my life. He said, I don't want to hear you. I want to see the sermon that you live. And it made a difference. So we're going to go into the word here. I have some more supporting, uh, supporting scriptures. And I hope I won't be too long. And uh, New Bethel, I don't know about you. But I always try to get Mount Ollie to understand and others wherever. Many of us like to be motivated. Preaching motivates. But teaching educates. Sometimes we come to be entertained and we like to Anyway, let's go to the word. Let me look at my notes here. Some supporting scriptures. One, I really want to put emphasis on it. And you know, there are two scriptures that, if I would say today, that's in the book of uh, Romans. Paul talks about it, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I tell you, they really, really meant something in my walk with the Lord. I don't go there. I think I can quote it. Paul says, I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Watch it. It's not for, you, for me, but it's for you, which is your reasonable services. 
verse 2 says, and be not confirmed. Don't be like. Don't be shaped and molded by the world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. Why the mind? Because the mind controls the body. Watch it. Why some of us act like we do and do the things. Because we haven't been really transformed. Sometimes we've just been transferred. I've shared this with Mount Ollie. How many of you are from the South? How many of you know what a lightning bug is? We used to capture them and put them in jars and whatever. In the country some time ago, a young boy asked his grandpa, what makes the lightning bug light up and do what he do? Scientifically, biologically, he couldn't tell him. So he scratched his head and shook it. He said, well, son, I tell you, it's the stuff that's in him. You'll catch that a little later. Sometimes I wonder why people do what they do in the church and among the body of Christ. Hold titles and offices and whatever. I come to the conclusion is maybe they haven't been really transformed. They've just been transferred. Does that make sense? In the message today, Walt, we want to talk about it. I want to give you nine scriptures to support our walk with the Lord. You don't have to go. You can go later. The believer as men and women, as brethren, number one, they should walk in the newness of life. You don't have to go around with a sign on it. What's in you usually will come out of you. If I'm a snake, you don't have to look. I'm going to crawl soon or later. That's my nature. Paul says in, watch it, in, 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 in uh, the Romans 6 and 4 that we should walk in the spirit, in the newness of life. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I know you can quote this one and perhaps remember it. Paul says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. That's number one. I'm talking about nine. Watch it. I'll speed it up. We should walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. Paul talks about it in Romans 8 and 4. Walking after the spirit. While I'm at it, Regardless to who you are, where you come from, you're going to walk either one or two. Spirit of the Lord or the spirit of the flesh. Ain't no two ways about it. Does that make sense? Number three, here's a good one. Because I see some today that are just the opposite. We should walk in honesty. Romans 13, 14. I know some pastor friends and preacher friends of mine that have not walked all the way in honesty. 
some time ago, I don't like to tell Sister Washington this because she might want to go collect it herself. But I loaned a lot of money in my life, met a lot of people, and one particular one, he was in struggle and whatever, and I just loaned him money, money, money. The last time I saw him, he was at McDonald's, one of my favorite places. He said, Pastor, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your ministry. And the old Gene just wanted to tell him, just give me what you owe me. And uh, are you listening? Honesty. Are you listening? One time before another preacher friend of mine, I never shared this with her. And, uh, but it was, thank God, it didn't go through. He used to be in remodeling houses, and he remodeled one and was going to sell it. And he bought it for just a little, and he fixed it up and going to turn it around. And he told me, all I need you to do is just sign for your credit to just qualify me to get this loan. And I went and looked at it. I said, well, pretty nice house. And he said, I'm going to give you this and give you that. So all I want you to do is sign. And I almost signed. But they say almost only count in hand grenades and, and horseshoes. Oh, somebody got it. And as I went to the title company to do it for preacher friend now, the gentleman say, uh, Mr. Washington, do you know what you're doing? I said, yeah. He said he need my credit to qualify for this and that. And he said, no. He said, you buying another house. I said, huh? He said, he going to get the equity and whatever you got. On the I said, oh, no. I said, do your wife know about this? I said, no. He didn't tell me this and on and on. All I'm saying is honesty. If I said, Brother Antoine, God bless me tomorrow on K Street, we want to eat some cheese and crackers. I got the crackers, you bring the cheese. We should be able to eat crackers and cheese. That used to be something. Your word was your bond. Does that make sense? So, honesty. Let me move on. I got a few more. Here it is. Number four, walk by faith. Remember 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Paul talks about, for we walk by faith and not by sight. The believer cannot see and understand everything that in his life, in his walk with the Lord, he just have to walk by faith. Let me go a little further. Number five, number five, in good works. Paul talks about that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Good works, not as unto men, but unto the Lord. I won't be long. I won't be long. Stay with me. Here's a real good one here. In love, Ephesians 5, 2, Romans 5 and 5. Now, if you haven't undergone Romans 5 and 5, you cannot walk in love. This love I'm talking about is not Eros love. That's the sexual love. That's the love I have for Sister Washington. No other woman. Watch it. Watch it. But I see 
Eros love, watch this, it is limited. Why? Because it's only for her. Storage love is for my siblings, my biological brothers and sisters. I find out that it's limited. And then the philo love is friendship. All of us have friends, my home in. Uh, we, we go way back and on and on, but it's still limited because you don't have everybody you call your best friend and on and on. But the love here is the divine, the agape love. Are you listening? The love that God had for us as we talked this morning, John 3.16, perhaps the verse that offers more in one verse than any other scripture in the Bible, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We talked this morning on that verse, the gospel in a nutshell. No other scripture I've found that offers so much as John 3, 16. So as we move on today, as we move on today, watch it. Romans 5, 5 again, walking in love, watch it. Paul says, for hope make it not ashamed, because the love of God has been shedded abroad in our hearts by the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the kind of love we should walk in. Here's another one. Wisdom, Colossians 4 and 5. Wisdom, simply in a nutshell, divine guidance. Wisdom, wisdom. Many of us today do not walk in wisdom. We are quick to act to most anything. But if we walk in, in wisdom, sometimes we need to think things over before you just get into them or react. Is that right? I've experienced some people before we get off of the church lot. Things happen and all of a sudden they want to do the, just the opposite. Does that make sense? I've often said that if you want an excuse to fire your weapon for Satan, he will constantly supply you with ammunition. That's excuses. If you want to act up, he will give you the opportunity, send somebody to you to act up. Here's a good one here. Here's a good one here. I've shared it with Mount Ollie. I want to share it with you. Number, that was number seven. Number eight, we should walk in truth. Second John, one and four. Let me share this with you. Jesus said to his disciples in John 14, 6, he was getting ready to go back to the Father on his way to the cross. And let not your heart be troubled. You have believed in God. Why? Because I've taught you about it. Now I want you to believe in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And where I am, there will I come to receive you. One of the disciples, Lord, we don't know uh, where you're going and how will we know the way. And Jesus come right back and said, listen, I am the way, the truth, 
in the light. Walk in the truth. I've shared this with Mount Olive. Mount Olive can I share it with New Bethel and uh, and 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 and, and um, Faith Landmark. I know they get tired of hearing me saying it. I heard a story some time ago about truth and lie. Truth and lie. This brother, he was the epitome of truth. Everything he did, he tried daily to walk in the truth. In the country, there was another man. Most every time he opened his mouth, he just lie, lie, lie. It is said one summer that it was hot. That was a little pond, creek, not far from the neighborhood. And truth and lie decided to go swimming. And lie went first. Got in the pool, and when Truth saw him, he didn't want to get in there. So he thought it might make a difference if he would go on the other side and get in there. He didn't want to be tainted, whatever. So he stayed and was cooling off, and Lie finished first and thought it was funny. Got out of the pond and ran and grabbed Truth clothes. Left his clothes in, put on Truth clothes in. Went on in the neighborhood and downtown, and they looked up and saw they knew the clothes that they wore, and they said, oh, my, here come lie wrapped up in true clothes. They still could see beyond the clothes. Do you get the message? So when truth got tired of swimming and got out, he didn't realize that lie had his clothes and left his clothes. He didn't want to be tainted, so he didn't want to put on Lies' clothes. So he went walking to get his clothes. So he come downtown, and they looked at him, and all they could see, he being naked. And the moral of the story is they looked and saw him, and they said, here comes the naked truth. <laughs> Did you get it? You'll get that when you get home. Let's, let's go a little further. Hallelujah. Watch this. John tells us in first, uh, 2 John 1, 6 to 7, that's number 9, that we should walk after the commandments. You cannot walk in this life in a life that's pleasing to God without obeying the scripture. Hallelujah. One of my favorite scriptures, I used to quote it at all times, but I wasn't really living up to it. That's John 15, 7. Oh, it's easy to quote scripture, but it takes something to really let it be manifested in your life. The B portion of the verse says, Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, are you listening? But here's what I left off. If ye abide in my words, and my words abide in you, then you have a right to ask, are you listening? I wonder today, brothers, as we come to the close, and I've 
hope I've said something to take and to help you carry on for another year if God delays Jesus coming and we see it. But if we walk in the truth and if we walk in pleasing to God, guess what? It's contagious. It has effect on other people. As I said before, I know a lot of people. I've seen a lot of things, bishop, pastors, and all. I had one that I'd cut his hair, and oh, my goodness, I almost said something that you might recognize who he is, but I won't say it. And this particular person, he was planting churches all around. He said, I want you to be under my jurisdiction, and on and on and on. And I wasn't too versed in the word at the time. I wished I had been. I might could have ministered to him. And I didn't want to tell him your lifestyle and your behavior. I don't want to follow you to the grocery store. I don't want people to see me with you. Are you listening? It wasn't the knowledge that he had of the word and on and on and on, but it was this lifestyle. It makes a difference. And I pray today, as God give us the opportunity, brothers, it makes a difference in your walk. Regardless whether people say anything or not, it makes a difference in your walk. I just thank God for being a part of the brotherhood. Thank God for you inviting us today. You could have chosen someone else. Pastor Carter was doing a marvelous job on the encouraging. I said he could have just kept on with the message. Hallelujah. But it means something to walk that your life is pleasing to God. You may not think much of that, but it's very, very important. Why is it important? Because one day, for we all must appear, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 10, I believe it is, for we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Give account of the things done in this life. I like to ask the question to each and every one of us, sisters, too. How is your walk with the Lord? How is your behavior, your demeanor, your attitude? I know people that profess to be and say this and say that. They just, their, their personality, they're grouchy and look mad and all like that. That do not portray uh, the walk of a, of a believer. Sometimes you have to smile even though you don't want to. If you're feeling bad, at least put the smile out there. The walk. Good thing today. Men walking to please God. Not to please Pastor Jones. Not to please Pastor Carter. Not to please Pastor Washington and on and on and on. But to please God. Why? Because it incumbent upon us to walk before you all to please God. I'm constantly forever reminded my walk, my behavior. I shared this with Mount Only. As I said before, if you want an excuse, the devil will always give you 
supply ammunition. If you want an excuse why you do this, why you do that. Sister Washington and I went to the bank not long ago and my allergy was acting up as it sometimes does. I wanted to clear my nose and spit. I was a long ways from to the ground or the parking lot. So I went where nobody would step in it and I did it upside of the wall. This lady was about from here to my brother-in-law. I call him my little brother-in-law. And when I spit and come back to my truck, she looked at me, an elderly lady. She was saying something, and I'm thinking she asking me to help her for something. And she said, you just disgust me. And I said, you talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. And she just went on and on. And all of a sudden, the old gene, the flesh, the flesh. I said, what did I do? You done this, you done that. I said, well, ma'am, ain't nobody going to step in it and whatever. I said, you saw where I was and on and on. And you, and she just kept on. And I said to her, you know, the way you're talking, you were disgusting me. And I looked at the husband, whatever. She just kept on, kept on. I said, ma'am, that's what called people to go on raids and act up in the public and whatever. She just kept on, kept on. So I left and got in my truck. Before I could drive from here to the door, I was convicted. My message that Sunday morning, now this was like on a Friday, I was convicted about letting your light shine. I was so convicted, I said, oh my. I repented, I come right back around. Less than 30 seconds. I said, ma'am, I said, will you forgive me how I behave and conducted myself? And I guess she thought I was coming back for seconds. And I caught her by surprise. She said, no, I won't forgive you. I won't forgive you. And I just went on. My point is, nobody else in Mount Ollie, nobody else saw us, just... Her husband, Sister Washington. But watch this. God saw me. Hallelujah. This is not a Sunday morning walk. I hope I've said something. I could have been emotional now. Oh, my goodness. Could have been asking you to say amen. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I hope that I've said something to help you. Men, New Bethel, keep walking. I love your spirit. I pray that God continue to bless you and bless us that we continue to fellowship. Hope I've said something. If I didn't preach it the way you want to, you preach it. Is that all right? God bless you.